Welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be recapping week 14 of the college football season as well as week 13 of the NFL season. I'm going to talk about the college football playoff. The final rankings came out on Sunday, so I'm going to talk about um, the playoff itself, each of the semifinal matchups. Um, and first off, before I get into everything, I want to just apologize for not posting on YouTube, TikTok. Uh, I'm not post- not posting a podcast episode in a while. Um, I'm in college, and so this week is finals week for me. And I've been really busy with school, so I've been focusing on that. So I want to apologize for not being super consistent with with content as of late. Um, so I want to apologize for that, but I do have a good reason why I've been focusing on school. But that's the reason why I just wanted to let you know why I haven't been posting recently. That is the reason. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode talking about week 14 of the college football season. And week 14 consisted of just conference championship games. Um, This is conference championship week. We had the Pac-12 championship, SEC championship, ACC championship, Big Ten championship, Big 12 championship, and some other championship games for smaller conferences. I'm going to go through all of them, starting off with the Pac-12 championship, which was played on Friday, December 3rd, between Oregon and Utah. This was the second time that Oregon and Utah faced this season, and Utah destroyed Oregon 38-10. Utah defeated Oregon and and destroyed them in their first matchup, um, and and they dominated in their rematch on Friday. Huge win for Utah as they won the Pac-12. And a rough loss for Oregon, a rough finish, for the Ducks, I mean, Utah or Oregon, if they won out, if they had defeated Utah um, the first go around and had won out, they would have been in the playoff because they were ranked third going into that first matchup. So if they would have just won out, they would they would be in the playoff right now. But they didn't. They ended up losing to Utah twice, um, along with and they had already lost to Stanford earlier in the year. So that, that killed their chances of making the playoff. Um, but shout out to Utah. A huge win for them. Uh, they, they have been playing extremely well late in the season the last couple of weeks. They've been playing out of their minds. So shout out to Utah for beating Oregon and winning the Pac-12. And then we have the SEC Championship. Georgia going up against Alabama. I thought Georgia would win this game. I thought Georgia should have won this game. Their defense has been elite all year long. They've been playing, and they have just been playing at an incredible level all year long. But Alabama came out and destroyed Georgia, winning 41-24 to win the SEC Championship and, you know, clinch a spot in the college football playoff. This was an incredible performance from Alabama. Their offense was incredible. Bryce Young specifically was amazing. Their defense was pretty good as well. Um, we saw an, an amazing performance from Jamison Williams, the receiver. He played extremely well. And Georgia's defense just did not play very well. Their pass defense wasn't good. They were able to put a little bit of pressure on Bryce Young. But Bryce Young overcame that. He played really well. Just put on a show against Georgia's stout defense. And if Georgia wants to win the championship this year, their pass defense has to be better. 
and their quarterback play has to be better, and their passing offense overall has to be better. Now, I don't think Stetson Bennett was bad in this game. He was pretty good. I know he had two interceptions, but he played pretty well. I don't think he was the reason that Georgia lost in this game. I think their pass defense was the main culprit. But Stetson Bennett is not the kind of quarterback that can really win a shootout. And so when Georgia got into a shootout in this game, or not really, they didn't really get into a shootout, but if for them to to be competitive in this game, they need it needed to be a shootout. Um, and Stetson Bennett is not the kind of quarterback that can win that kind of game. So I think that Georgia should play JT Daniels in the playoffs. Or, or in really, you know, it might actually be too late to make that move. I think they should have made the move prior to this game. At some point in the season, they should have brought JT Daniels along, made him the starter because he is a great quarterback. He has an incredible arm strength. He can make throws that, that Stetson Bennett simply cannot. So I think they should have brought JT Daniels along slowly um, at, towards the end of the season. I think they easily could have done that. Their, their schedule wasn't too difficult uh, near the end of the season. So I think they should have brought JT Daniels along, allowed him to start, and then brought him in as a starter in this game. And I think JT Daniels would have given Georgia a better chance to win this game. And I think that Daniels gives the Bulldogs a better chance to win the national championship. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't know. It might just be too late to bring him in. Um, but I think he gives Georgia the best chance to win a national championship this year. So I think they should make him the starter going into the playoffs. But it will be a hard decision to make, and I think we I think we can expect Georgia to roll with Stetson Bennett throughout the playoffs. Moving on, we got Michigan, Iowa. Michigan destroyed Iowa, winning forty-two to three. They were dominant. Their defense was excellent. Um, this was a dominant dominant performance from Michigan as they won the Big Ten and punched their ticket to the playoff. Then we got Houston, Cincinnati. Cincinnati needed to win this game to get into the playoff, and they did. And they looked pretty dominant doing it. Um, they beat Houston 35-20. to It was a close game in the first half, but in the second half, Cincinnati came alive. Their defense was excellent, and their offense was really efficient. And they ended up winning this game by 15 points. Um, and, and Cincinnati punched their ticket to the playoff with this victory because of the result of the Baylor-Oklahoma State game, in which Baylor beat Oklahoma State 21-16. Huge win for Baylor, huge loss for Oklahoma State. And this was an excellent performance by Baylor's defense, and just a really, really disappointing performance from Oklahoma State's offense. Oklahoma State uh, turned the ball over four times, I believe. Let's look at the, uh, the box score. Yeah, they turned the ball over four times. Uh, Spencer Sanders uh, threw four interceptions, and that really killed them. It gave Baylor great field position all game long, and Oklahoma State's defense wasn't even bad. I mean, they only gave up 21 points, which is really impressive considering um, how many times Baylor had a great field position. Um, and Baylor didn't score in the second half, so I think I think Oklahoma State's defense was really impressive, was really good. I just think their offense was was awful. Um, they only scored 16 points. They turned the ball over four times. 
So, just a rough performance from their offense. But shout out to Baylor. Their defense played well. Um, and they got a huge stop at the end of the game on the goal line to secure the victory. And this was a huge win for Baylor. They won the Big 12. They went 11-2 this year. And they had a chance to make the playoff at the end. Now, we know they didn't. Um, but it, it just this was a huge game. And they needed to win this game to have any chance at making the playoff. Um, but just shout out to Baylor. They had a great season, and this was a huge win. And Oklahoma State, I think if Oklahoma State wins this game, they have a legitimate shot to make the playoff because they would only have one loss. It would be a bad loss to Iowa State, but they would only have one loss, and they would have a plethora of quality wins. They would have beaten Baylor twice this year. They would have beaten Oklahoma, and that would have been a, a very impressive resume. And, you know, the, the committee might have just put them in the playoff over Cincinnati, but you never know. And we'll, we'll get into that later when I talk about the playoff rankings. Let's move on. Pittsburgh beat Wake Forest in the ACC Championship 45-21. to This was a, a very impressive showing from both teams offensively, but Pittsburgh won by 24 points. A dominant performance from their offense. Then we got Utah, San Diego State. Utah, or sorry, Utah State destroyed San Diego State, forty-six to thirteen. Utah State's defense was very impressive in this game, um, and their offense was as well. Uh, and they won this game by thirty-three points. Shout out to Utah State. Then we got Louisiana and Appalachian State. Louisiana beat Appalachian State twenty-four to sixteen to win the Sun Belt Conference Championship. Shout out to Louisiana winning this game by eight points uh, to clinch their sub-belt title. A big win for Louisiana. Now let's talk about the college football playoff rankings and what they ended up looking like. Can I find this? Yes, let's do this. So, um, here was the top six. Here was the top ten. So the top ten was Michigan State 10, Oklahoma State 9, Ole Miss 8, Baylor 7, Ohio State 6, Notre Dame 5, Cincinnati 4, Georgia 3, Michigan 2, and Alabama 1. So the playoff ranking, the top 4 is Cincinnati 4, Georgia 3, Michigan 2, and Alabama 1. Do I like these rankings? I really do. I think these rankings are really good. I think they're accurate. I think the committee actually did a very good job with the rankings this year. I was impressed by how good they were. Um, you know, I have my own ranking model. I've been posting the rankings from this model every week for the last couple of weeks. And here's the top 10 that my rankings put out. They had, in, in, in my rankings, use FPI rankings, strength of record, and game control with a heavy emphasis on strength of record. Strength of record makes up 60% of these rankings. Um, so it, it, you, it, resume matters um, a lot with these rankings. And so here was the top 10. Baylor 10, Oklahoma 9, Ole Miss 8, Oklahoma State 7, Ohio State 6, Notre Dame 5, Cincinnati 4, Michigan 3, Georgia 2, and Alabama 1. So it had the same top four, just a different order. But I don't think, I, I'm not, like, I don't think that there was an, I, I, I'm sorry, let me actually be able to talk. I have no issue with Michigan being number two. I think that is a fine ranking. I know my model had Georgia two and Michigan three. 
I don't care that much about about the placement there. Um, it doesn't matter that much to me whatsoever. Um, it really just does not matter. They're both gonna have to play each other either way. Um, where they are ranked, whether they're two, whether Georgia's two and Michigan's three, or or you know flip flop, it does not matter whatsoever. All that matter is that all that matters is that the committee got the the top four teams correct, and I think they did. Um, I know I know some people might wonder why isn't Baylor higher than seven, and the reason why is because, in my opinion, is because Baylor had the ninth ranked strength of schedule. Um, and you might be wondering, well, hey, they had a lot of quality wins this year. They had a very good resume. And yes, they did. But they had two losses. And one of their losses was to 5-7 and seven TCU, which was an awful loss. And I think that that loss really hurt their strength of record. I think it really hurt their resume. Um, and I, th- I, I do believe the committee looks at strength of record, and their strength of record just wasn't worthy of being in the top four conversation. Like I said, they had the ninth strength of record, which wasn't good. And even if you want to make an argument that Baylor was one of the top four teams based on team strength, I don't think you can do that because they ranked 18th in FPI. So I just don't see an argument for Baylor to be in the playoff conversation. Um, I think that Notre Dame and Ohio State were. I think that they, that them being at five and six, um, is fine. I think Notre Dame is easily. I, I think them being the fifth team in the nation is, is correct. They had they ranked fifth in strength of record, and you might be wondering, well, how? Because their strength of schedule wasn't good. Um, and the reason why is because they went eleven and one against a solid strength of schedule. Their strength of schedule wasn't bad. At all. Let me see if I can find it. Um, this shouldn't take that long to pull up. Their strength of schedule wasn't terrible, and I know they didn't play. I don't think they played a. They only played one top twenty-five team, and that was Cincinnati, who they lost to. Um, but their their strength of schedule was not bad whatsoever. They had the fifty-second strength of schedule, not terrible. That was a lot better than say Cincinnati. I mean, that was comparable to Oklahoma. Um, so I don't think their strength of schedule was that bad. Um, and they went 11 and one against that schedule. That's impressive. Going 11 and one, um, playing against a, a, a power five schedule, which is basically what they played. I know they're independent, but they played a power five schedule. Um, and they went 11 and one against that. Now, I don't think Notre Dame really had an argument to be in the playoff. They did not have an argument to be in over Cincinnati. Their strength of record was fifth, which was lower than Cincinnati's. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. They had the head-to-head um, tiebreaker there. So I don't think that Notre Dame really had an argument to be in over Cincinnati. So, But them being at five, I think, is defensible. I would have had them at five. Um, and that's because, you know, all the teams below them lost two games. Some have really bad losses. If you wanted to put Ohio State over Notre Dame, be my guest. Who cares? At this point, we're just arguing arguing about teams' resume, about teams who didn't have the resumes to get into the playoffs. Like, Notre Dame and Ohio State didn't have legitimate arguments to be in the playoff. So, it just does not matter that much, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, uh, were there really any, sorry, I'm going to sneeze, hold up, or am I? I don't think I am. False alarm. 
Um, looking at the rankings, I don't I don't see really any interesting placements. Um, we had Oklahoma eight. Where were they in my rankings? In my rankings, they were eight. Um, my ranking in the actual rankings, Oklahoma State was ninth, and in my rankings, they were seventh. So my rankings liked them a lot a lot better than um that or a little bit better than than the committee did. I will say Ohio State Ohio State's resume is interesting because they had the tenth strength of record, but they were third in FPI. And my ranking, my model, values strength of record a lot. It heavily skews uh, towards strength of record. Uh, like I said earlier, like 60%, like strength of record accounts for 60% of the ranking. Um, but they were just so good this year. Ohio State ranked third, like their, their third place ranking in FPI. Um, it does a lot of heavy lifting here, and that's why they are at sixth in my rankings. Um, but yeah. So those are all my thoughts on the, on the playoff rankings. I think the committee did a very good job. I think during the season, they didn't do a very good job um, at times. But at the end of the day, I think these are very good rankings that are defensible. Um, I think it involves good. I think that they are defensible by good logic. Um, so shout out to, com- to the committee for, for putting together very good rankings. Or, or rankings that are very good, in my opinion based on, like, FPI strength of record and game control. I think the committee did a good job. Now, what do I expect in the playoff? I expect Alabama and Georgia to win their playoff games and to rematch in the national championship. And if that does happen, I think Alabama will will win once again. Um, I think they'll win the rematch, and they will win the national championship this year. So I think Alabama is going to win the national title this year. I think their, their offense... It's just too good. Bryce Young is playing at a very high level. Um, they are going to miss John Mechie the third, who got hurt uh, in the SEC Championship game. He tore his ACL, so they're going to miss him. But their offense is super explosive, especially in the passing game. I think their defense looked pretty good against Georgia. They have a very good edge rusher in Will Anderson Jr. I know their, their defense isn't as strong this year as it has been in the past. Um, but I think their offense, their passing offense, is, is just so explosive. It's so much more explosive than, than like, Michigan and, and Georgia um, and Cincinnati that I don't think, uh, that I think they're, they're going to be able to win the national championship this year. But we'll see if Cincinnati can give them a fight. I mean, Cincinnati is very strong defensively. They have a good quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Their offense is is very good as well. They're elite on both sides of the ball. So we'll see how Cincinnati matches up with Alabama. But I do expect the Crimson Tide to beat the Bearcats in the semifinal. Um, but I will be pulling for Cincinnati, for Cincinnati in that game. Uh, I try to be as unbiased as possible, but I'm an Auburn fan. I do not like Alabama, um, so I, I will be pulling for Cincinnati, but I do think that Alabama will win this game. And for the Georgia-Michigan matchup, this could end up being a very boring game. Uh, both defenses are very, very good, um, and but Georgia, and they both have very strong run games. But I think Georgia's passing attack is better than Michigan's. Um, I think Stetson Bennett is more reliable um, than, than Michigan's quarterback. I like Stetson Bennett. When things are easy, he's really good. And their defense has just been playing at such a high level. And Georgia's run defense is elite. I mean, their run defense 
played very well against Alabama. I think that their run defense is going to shut down Michigan, and I just do not trust Michigan's passing offense uh, to win a game against the Georgia Bulldogs. I think Georgia's going to win this game, um, and because of that, and, and and like I said earlier, like we've already seen what Alabama's passing offense can do against Georgia's stout defense. I think Alabama's going to win the rematch um, to win the national championship. And those are my thoughts on the playoff. Uh, let me know your thoughts on Twitter at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R Y A N M C C R A R Y. I want to hear your thoughts, um, and I want to he- see y'all's predictions on what's going to happen in the playoff. Now moving on to week 13 of the NFL season. Um, I'm excited to talk about this. I'm going to go through these scores quickly. Uh, Cowboys beat the Saints on Thursday night football 27-17. Taysom Hill struggled. He had four interceptions in this game. Um, This was just not a very good football game, especially from the Saints. But the Cowboys ended up winning this game by double digits. Big win for the Cowboys, who are now 8-4 on the season. Then on Sunday, we got the Buccaneers and the Falcons. The Buccaneers won 30-17, a big win for the Buccaneers. They're now 9-3 on the season. The Falcons were in the playoff hunt prior to this game. Uh, They were 5-6 heading into this matchup, but the Buccaneers won by double digits, and Tom Brady played very well um, and led the Buccaneers to a 13-point victory. So shout-out to them. Then we got the Cardinals and the Bears. Um, the Cardinals beat the Bears 33-22. Kyler Murray came back in this game. He finally returned from injury. Um, and, and he led the Cardinals to a 11-point victory against the Justin Fields' Bears. So shout-out to the Cardinals, who are now 10-2 in the season. They've been playing very good football all year long. Then we got the Chargers and the Bengals. The Bengals were favored in this game, but the Chargers dominated them, winning 41-22. This was a matchup against Justin Harbour and Joe Burrow, both uh, quarterbacks who were selected top five in the two, or in top six in the 2020 NFL Draft. Justin Harbour looked really good in this game, um, and their offense just was on a roll here, and they ended up winning by 19 points. Huge win for the Chargers on the road. Then we got the Vikings and the Lions. The Lions actually won a game, won their first game of the season as they defeated the Vikings 29-27. Huge win for the Lions. You love to see that. The reaction from the Lions team was awesome. They were super excited about, about picking up their first win of the season. And that was great to see. And I know I, I, there was a video uh, going around social media on Sunday of Jerry Goff's girlfriend uh, reacting to the win. That was great to see. You you love to see some wholesome content. Um, so shout out to the Lions. You love to see their first win of the season. And, and I love this. I love what I saw from their head coach Dan Campbell in the post game presser, where he um, dedicated the win to the the victims. In, in the shooting um, at, a lo- at a local uh, high school in Michigan. Um, that was great to see. He read off their names in the press conference. Well, that was amazing to see. Shout out to Dan Campbell for doing that. That was awesome. An awesome display of respect for the, vic- for the victims and that awful school, school shooting. Moving on, um, looking at the Dolphins-Giants. Dolphins beat the Giants 20-9. to Daniel Jones was not available in this game. He was out, and Mike Glennon played, did not play well, and that is why the Dolphins were able to win by 11 points here. 
Then we got the Eagles and the Jets. The Eagles won 33 to 18. Another quarter, another game in which a starting quarterback was not available. Gardner Minshew stepped up and played. Um, in, in 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 you know what am I trying to say? He played because Jalen Hurts was out with an injury, and Minshew played really well. I want to give him some love. He had 242 yards, 9.7 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Had a passer rating of 133.7 and a QBR of 78.3. Zach Wilson uh, also returned from injury, or he returned from injury, and played pretty well. Honestly, had one of his better games of the year. He had 226 yards. 5.9 yards per attempt. That's not great, but he had two touchdowns and one interception for a QBR of 38 and a passing rating of 83.9. Not the most impressive numbers, but relative to what he's done uh, this season, that was a pretty good performance for him. So shout out to those quarterbacks, but shout out to Gardner Minshew. He's been, he's been sitting on the bench all year long. And he rose to the occasion when his name was called, and he played very well and led the Eagles to a 15, or is that a 14, to a 15-point victory over the Jets on the road. Huge performance from Minshew. Shout out to him. He played extremely well. Moving on to the Colts-Texans game. The Colts won 31 to nothing. I don't have a lot to say about this. This was a dominant game from the Colts and a dominant performance from Jonathan Taylor who had 143 yards and two rushing touchdowns. And then and then we have Washington facing off the Raiders on the road, and Washington won this game 17-15. And Washington is now firmly in the playoff hunt in the NFC. They've been on a roll recently. They just beat the Raiders. They beat the Seahawks last week. They're on a roll. It'll be interesting to see if they can make the playoffs. Then we got the Rams and the Jaguars. The Rams destroyed the Jaguars, winning 37-7. They won by 30 points. Huge game um, from the Rams' offense, which hasn't been playing that, real, that well as of late, uh, but they did in this game. A big win for the Rams, who, who had lost the last two games, I believe. Um, but they got back on track with a, a win at home against the Jaguars. Then we got the Steelers and the Ravens. Ravens, the Steelers won 20-19, the Ravens, um, they were winning this game, um, they had, they were in total control of this game, uh, but the Steelers scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, and the Ravens, they, they scored a touchdown in the last couple of seconds of, re of regulation, or the last minute of regulation, um, with a chance to tie, but they, they elected to go for two to win the game, and they did not convert, so they ended up w losing this game by one point. Big win for the Steelers, who are now 6-5-1 and one on the season. Then we got the 49ers and the Seahawks. The Seahawks won this game 30-23, to a big win for the Seahawks. They have not had a very good year this year, um, so they needed the win here, and they got one, winning by seven points. At home, a rough loss for the 49ers. Just not a not a very good showing for them. Then we got the Broncos and the Chiefs. Chiefs beat the Broncos 22-9 at home. The Chiefs had a rough start to the season, but they've been playing very well recently. And they got another big win here, winning by double digits at home. Big win for them. And then to close things out, we got the Patriots and the Bills. Patriots beat the Bills 14-10 on Monday Night Football in a crazy game with unbelievable weather. It was snowing uh, a little bit. There was like a crazy amount of wind in this game. 
and Matt Jones and the New England Patriots were able to win this game with Jones only throwing three passes. That's incredible. Both defenses played extremely well, and, and the New England Patriots rushing attack was just good enough for them to, to come away with a victory. But shout out to the Patriots. They have the one seed in the AFC right now. They have a 9-4 record. They've been playing extremely well recently, and it's because of their defense, and it's because the, it's because Matt Jones has been playing very well for a rookie. I mean, he has been playing pretty well, um, and, and he may just win Offensive Rookie of the Year for his play. He's been really good. Um, but yeah, that's all I have uh, for the NFL games. That's my recap. And that's really all I have for today's episode of the podcast. I do want to do an episode about the NBA and college basketball. I've been slacking with my coverage of the NBA and college basketball on this podcast. But I want to get back into it, especially with Christmas break coming up. Um, But yeah, that's all I have for today's episode. If you want to see more content from me, check out my website at thewiresports.com. Check out my YouTube channel, The Wire. Check out my TikTok, The Wire, the dot wire dot or the dot wire dot sports. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R Y A N M C C R Y. I'd love to talk to y'all over there on social media. But yeah, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode, and I will see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>